0: Drop the subject,
1: the new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject, Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill. It's Friday. We've got a lot to cover in a shorter amount of time. We have to update you on everything that's going on with the election. Bill de Blasio out. Pete Buttigieg saying weird stuff about LGBT.
2: Yeah, uh, there's a, a whole lot going on. There's
1: climate change protests happening today. Kids are skipping school to protest.
2: They're striking, Allie. They're striking. That's not the same. It's exactly the same.
1: It's. I was gonna say, is it? Are you messing with me? Because the only thing, though, that I would have to say about that is that you're kind of wasting a lot of uh, paper with the signs
2: well I mean you gotta you gotta spend a little to get a little right I okay there you go alright I mean they could be holding up like flat screen TVs but <laughs> the power situation is really just frustrating just
1: tablets that yeah. have
2: there's a whole permit situation sides. that's involved it's annoying so.
1: Yeah. so you did something last night you went over to USC
2: right yes so and
1: you didn't have to bribe anybody to get in you got right in
2: oh I see what you did there I see what you did <laughs> yeah. you should do comedy <laughs> um, no I shouldn't so I uh, yeah I'm the I've talked about this before. I'm the vice president of the National Association of Black Journalists here in LA. And we have a chapter at USC. And so their chapter was having their first meeting yesterday. And so we went and spoke with all the students and kind of talked to them about the organization and and you know why they should get involved and they should come to all these different things or whatever. And so um when I introduced myself, it was interesting to me. I said, Oh, you know, I host a daily radio show called Drop the Subject with Jared Nally. And What'd they say what's radio? No, well, they were all just like and I was like, um, and
1: uh, I, Sorry, yeah, radio, daily... Daily... Radio show? Nationally
2: syndicated radio show. <laughs> do you play Marshmallow? It was... Do you have a YouTube channel? Hey, guys, welcome to my channel. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so like, there was absolutely no reaction. There was like... It wasn't even this loud. <laughs> and I was like... And, uh, you know, I also contribute over at uh, NBC News and Variety and, you know, other things. <laughs>
1: I'm a Pisces. Um, I, uh, anyone?
2: I used to have a podcast. Oh, like you know, yeah. It's like nothing, and I was like, uh,
1: do okay." You, now, do you? Because you, you've done these before at like high schools and stuff, right? Yeah, where well, you do
2: like these presentations. Yeah, high school, middle school kids. And where
1: do you, do you get a flat no, no, no affect reaction?
2: Just crickets from everybody. Just, like, like adults my age and up, totally impressed. Love mm. it. Kids. Nada.
1: Oh, you know, when I tell old guys that I do radio, they are so excited. They're
2: so impressed with they you. They
1: love to talk about the old radio days and how radio used to function and how much money that the radio DJs used to make. And they will talk to me about... Usually, men will talk to me about Howard Stern. Women will talk to me about Delilah. Oh, and Delilah. Then, yeah. I love her voice. And, uh, and then if I say I do comedy, people always talk to me about SNL. Older people. So it's like relatable for them. But for a younger person, what's relatable is podcasts and things like that. Exactly. So you now need to just say, I do a live podcast with Every day for four hours. Yes, I do a four hour daily podcast. And I'll be like. Just say you're
2: Mark Marin." I. <laughs>
1: I know there'll be questions, but at least they're asking questions. Even Mark
2: Maron would have like an age, he has like a demo, you know what I mean? And I don't think they're high school, middle school or or elementary school kids.
1: No, I I would agree with you. So you, you, but then at that age, nobody has reactions to anything. They're in an assembly usually, so they don't care about anything.
2: Every time I go to, you know, like I said, elementary, middle school or high school, they always ask me if I have a YouTube channel and I'll tell them, well, I mean, yeah, but like, I don't like use it. It's just like for my reels and things like that. Oh, well, like, and but if they hear I'm verified on Twitter, they'll be like, oh, oh no. like, I've been verified on Twitter for a few years. And so they're like, oh, my God, you have a blue check. And I'm like, yeah, but like, why does that? Are you verified on Instagram? And I'm like, no. Well, oh, it's wow. like the things that matter to this next generation that's coming up. Very different. That
1: just makes me think I really need to get a blue check.
2: Yeah, you probably do.
1: Uh, so, but then how do I do that?
2: Um, we can handle it here at the at the company. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, I got mine verified after Melania happened. They were like, you know, I could verify so it. So you like,
1: what? So you have to do something notable?
2: Well, you have to. Verification is just about proving that you are who you say you are. Um, and so we can get it through Channel Q, I'm sure.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll look into it. I, yeah. th- I think that it's, it's a very, very different
2: process now. They've changed it. It's not as easy as it used to be.
1: Well, it, I mean, when you go to these things, I went to this women in media thing at UC Santa Barbara last year, or maybe it was earlier this year. That was this earlier year. this year. I was here. Yeah. And- uh, it was for women that are interested in working in any kind of media format, whether it's, you know, journalism, podcasting, digital, any of that stuff. And uh, when I said I did radio, it was crickets. Yeah. But then this other girl worked for Cracked. Cracked. And they were like, whoa, and they had all these questions for her because she like writes funny tweets and does content for Cracked. Yeah. But I When I
2: tell them I used to work at BuzzFeed, oh, really? And they're like, but like, I'm on the radio every day in 30 cities around the country? No cricket. But
1: it's also, it's always the thing that requires the least amount of effort that people are the most impressed by. Exactly. You know, like I won a coin collection in fifth grade. It's still one of my proudest moments. I didn't have to work hard to get it.
2: You won a coin collection?
1: Yes. I've never won anything in my life except for that damn coin collection. I, I still have it. Coin
2: collections where you're supposed to collect coins.
1: Yeah, but they gave me a coin collection.
2: <laughs> so you're not even a coin collector. You're a coin collection winner, yes. which is very different.
1: Yes, exactly. And actually
2: kind of underwhelming. <laughs> thank, you,
1: <laughs> thank, you, <laughs> I mean, thank you, Crickets. Thank it's you.
2: Just like, I, I, wh- who wins a coin collection? <laughs> me. What did you do with it? You like, put it I in a still quality? have it. I have it in an uh, old pickle jar. I. Am I the only one that thinks that sounds whack? I, Justin, can, I have Jason? also
1: not expanded on said coin collection since right, I had it. So in you're fifth grade. not even
2: a coin collector.
1: It was a coin collection that I won in a raffle.
2: I, yeah. I,
1: and there are coins in there, Jarrett, that don't even exist anymore because there were Swiss francs.
2: I'm a Gen Zer that you just told our, that you work in radio. Crickets. <laughs> just well, nothing. let
1: me impress you with this. Good I, luck. Okay. High bar. I and Justin also will know what I'm talking about here. Uh, a few years ago, when I was still up in San Francisco, I presented an app to everybody. I was raising money for it on Kickstarter. I did not reach my goal. It was for an app called Quarrel. Okay? It was a great idea, and it was an app where if you were a couple that was having some kind of a fight or a dispute, people on the app could weigh in and solve your fight for you. And
2: what just happened, Ellen? And
1: look what just happened. I see on Mashable... A new website that will settle your fights for you for couples. The the website is called Let's Settle This. And it is a new website helping people squash their beef online. Um. I came up with a shut up crickets. <laughs> I came up with a million dollar idea.
2: Uh, yeah. This is now
1: a viral story.
2: Yeah, no, it's
1: years later.
2: I am impressed.
1: You should be impressed. Mm-hmm.
2: I bet you had a theme song and everything, didn't you? It
1: did. It did have a theme song. Justin, a theme do you song? have the theme song? Do you stop with the damn I will get this. I will get this for you. I have the theme song and I, everything.
2: I bet that. I bet it's delightful. And did you record it yourself?
1: Yes, I did. I harmonized with myself.
2: Oh, and I, I mean, I was shaking what are we my coin for? collection
1: in the background as percussion.
2: Well, coming up, new music on Channel Q. <laughs> Allie for quarrel. We've got a whole lot of other things coming up on the show as well. I hope as we do. that right. Um, what are the ten highest paid jobs in the United States? Who just dropped out of the race for president? A whole lot more of Drop the Subject coming up. Don't go anywhere.
0: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel
2: Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. I'm Allie. And we are about to get into the 10 highest paid jobs in the universe,
1: in all of the universe, in the
2: universe, six of them are on the moon, which is actually kind of cool. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I Ali's, think they have a really low unemployment rate on the moon. I, I from what I hear, it is actually pretty strong up yeah. there. So, um, Ali, what are the ten highest paying jobs in the United States?
1: All right. We were talking
2: about this and we were expecting there to be some tech jobs in there.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, there are tech millionaires and billionaires. We all know that. You and I are both from the Bay Area. And, you know, who would have thought that San Jose and Silicon Valley would have been the hub of all things tech billionaire? A lot of people think that once you invent, you know, a unicorn app that does really well, like Uber was one of them. That was something that a lot of people would not invest in. Now look at them. They're billionaires.
2: You know what? If you had invented an app, maybe something called Quarrel. It's Quarrel.
1: It's quarreled.
2: You could be a billionaire.
1: It's qualo I could be.
2: But you didn't. The
1: F- this was S- my favorite song. I worked hard on this. It's qualo Yeah,
2: no, I, it's a good one. It's
1: quarreled. So swipe, so swipe it, it wrong or right. Swipe it wrong or right. I see, swipe I see
2: what you did there. Who's Download
1: wrong? It now. Download a, it now. It's a
2: play on words cuz right has two different Download meanings. It. Download it. We call that a double entendre. <laughs>
1: I even found the old Kickstarter page, which I have put out on my Twitter at Your Alley Johnson. If you would like to get on board with my campaign to get some money, it's a little some, late. But. I think, you can't donate to my campaign, you but you be, can. You can't
2: be backer number
1: nine. I had eight backers. F you, they were strong backers. I raised eight three hundred eighty nine dollars out of twenty five. Listen. My goal was high. We
2: we we measure success in different ways. We do,
1: and you know what. You can be a part of the movement to create awareness around Quarrel because Quarrel existed before this other stupid website for solving people's fights. Allie,
2: come back. Come back. I'm fighting with myself. Ten highest paid jobs are.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Number ten is software development manager. Wow, that sounds... Manager. Manager. So exciting. This is one of those jobs. The median base salary is $109,809. There are 1,600 job openings for this right now. What? This is one of those jobs where someone tells you what their job is and you're like, I still don't know what they do.
2: Right. So what do you do?
1: I develop software. I'm a software development manager. So I manage oh. people who
2: develop software. Okay. What's number nine? <laughs> <laughs> Even more confusing. I'm a like hoping to get something that I would recognize. Corporate controller. Oh, that's like the person who runs the money or something, right? I think that's what a controller does. The person who runs the money? Well, like You we, mean like a treasurer? At our at our big intercom meeting, like the, the controller got up and I'm like, I think they that has something to do with money. Oh, awesome. That's an elected position in everyone's city.
1: Well, if they're the ones managing the money, they have managed to give themselves a median base salary of $113,368. 300, $113, there are currently 299 job openings for that. This is all according to Glassdoor, which is always gives us great stats. On cur- the current job market. Number eight, physician assistant. See, this is a great what? one. Why are you so surprised? They make a ton of money? They make a median base salary of 113855 and there are 11000 job openings. So
2: for those of you at home wondering what a controller does, just FYI, um, a controller will oversee the drafting of financial statements, updating the general ledger, processing cost accounting paperwork, completing payroll. So yeah, they deal with money. Wow. Processing accounts Overseeing
1: payable. payments? They
2: control.
1: They <laughs> control. Okay.
2: So physician's assistant make how much?
1: They make one hundred thirteen, almost one hundred fourteen grand a year. Wow! Okay. And this is great because you don't have to go through all that extra schooling to become a doctor, right? And you can just be like, See I'm an ass- one, okay. I'm a, I'm an assistant. Okay. I'm just gonna like take your blood pressure and then cash in.
2: All right. What's next? Number
1: seven is a software engineer. They make one hundred fourteen G's a year. Mm-hmm. Then uh, number six is corporate counsel. Don't know what the hell that is. That's- corporate
2: counsel is a lawyer.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, Why like don't the, you just say lawyers then? Well,
2: you're like the general counsel for the company. You're like the highest lawyer. Oh, I see. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. company
1: lawyer. Got it. Yeah, I would imagine they make a lot of money if you're a lawyer for a big
2: corporation. Like Don McGahn was the White House counsel. And then, uh, and then he got fired. Uh-huh. Or he resigned. $117,588.
1: We're That's
2: slowly what, climbing up the ladder. I thought there were going to be some bigger gaps in here.
1: Uh, Well, there's What's a little bit th- more of a gap in this one. Enterprise Architect. Is that number six? That's number five.
2: Number five. Enterprise Architect. Wait, so uh, they build companies?
1: Is that what this is? They build
2: enterprises? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Really helpful. I appreciate that. They
1: make $122,585 a year. Okay. Then, number four. And I know a couple of these pharmacists.
2: Oh, yeah. They make good money.
1: 126 and are we This is $126,000 a year. Yeah. Is this the pharmacist that's working at like Walgreens?
2: Pharmacist period. Yeah, that's a medical job.
1: So any any pharmacist doesn't is, matter where if it's a private place I or I mean depending
2: a, on you know what city and all that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, they make good money.
1: For counting pills.
2: Yeah. Amazing. Number 4?
1: Number 3. Number 3 is a place that you went earlier this week. The Dentist. Oh. This, they make a lot. They they make $142,478 a year.
2: I hope the one that I saw makes all that money because she was awesome. Okay.
1: Yeah, some people deserve it and some
2: people don't. We're going to keep the top two. Okay. And we're going to hold those over until we come back. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, what are the top two paying jobs in the country? And then who just dropped out of the presidential race? I'll give you a hint. It's not Bill it's not Marianne
0: Williams. It's not Bill's Plus. You just gave it away, Ellie! We've already said it anyway! Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Okay. So
2: we have a presidential race going on right now. Yes, we do. And we have 74 candidates running for president. <laughs> give or take. I think now 73. 73. One of them dropped out of the race today, and one of them is kind of bashing gay media. It's time for Drop the President. Drop
0: the President.
1: So if he's dr- bashing the gay media, is he directly bashing us?
2: Well, oh, I mean, we're
1: gay media, aren't he we? He actually
2: named us in his statement. Oh! He was talking about Drop the President. Did he
1: talk so. about Quarrel?
2: No, Did he mentioned that this was yesterday before you brought up coral. Got so, it. Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, okay, so who dropped out of the race first?
1: All right. Well, New York Mayor Bill De Blasio has officially dropped out of his 2020 presidential oh, bid. No. I know everyone's very upset. What a
2: promising campaign he led.
1: Yeah, he was really a front runner, and a lot of people think that it, the reason he his campaign failed was because no one liked him
2: well there goes that so moving on uh, well I think the problem that uh, Bill de Blasio had was that like I can't remember a single piece of policy that he ever came out with um, Yeah, I
1: think people just weren't really happy with him as a mayor anyway in New York, New York so does not just enjoy like, him. you don't have a good track
2: record well it's interesting because like he won the mayor mayorship uh, you know years ago and like everyone loved him and then immediately there was like an interaction with the police that people did not like uh, and he's had a really difficult time bouncing back, but he got reelected. You know what I mean? So there's that. But uh, Mayor de Blasio just has never gotten any traction in the presidential race. He said that he shouldn't have gotten in. He said this is not his time or something like that, I believe. Um, he,
1: well, yeah, he said, I feel like I've contributed all I can to this primary election, and it's clearly not my time. So I'm going to end my presidential campaign, continue my work as mayor of New York City, and I'm going to keep speaking up for the for work people for working people and for a, de- a de- Democratic Party that stands for working people. And President Donald Trump, who, oh, wait, it's no, it's no Trump Fridays, right?
2: Oh, yes. Trump Free Thank Fridays? God. I mean, oh, no.
1: He said, oh, no, really big political news, perhaps the biggest story in years. He's uh, being facetious, obviously, who was pulling at a solid zero but had tremendous room for growth, has shockingly dropped out of the presidential race. NYC is devastated. He's coming home.
2: Well, there's that. Good luck, uh, Mayor de Blasio. Enjoy but New York.
1: I didn't know he was six foot five.
2: No, he's a really tall man.
1: Yeah, that's kind of cool. Little factoid sure. for next time. Sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with that one next round.
1: Well, and also with this stuff, it's like, go back to doing your job.
2: You obviously need to be doing your job. Well, I mean, uh, people would argue that he's doing okay in New York. but No, but
1: I mean, like, when you decide to run for president, that takes up a lot of time. Yeah. A well, lot of your daily life is being spent doing that.
2: Well, yeah. Um, oh, Justin's like just playing with music. Uh, I thought that was like the. I thought that was a cue. Um, okay. So uh, also. Pipu Buttigieg, who I think we've heard of around here. Um, he's running for president. He's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and he's the first openly gay, like, viable candidate for president. Um, he was on the Clay Kane show yesterday, and Clay, uh, I've, I've done that show a couple of times. Clay's a, a, a good friend, and he's a black gay man who's on Sirius XM, uh, and Pete was on his show yesterday, and... Clay was asking him about like the criticism of of him about being a gay candidate um and he people had been saying like he if he, they More masculine-presenting men have more access, posing the question, how different would it be if you were, quote-unquote, more effeminate? Um, And Pete Buttigieg responded to it saying, it's tough for me to know, right? Because I just am what I am, and there's going to be a lot of that. That's why I can't even read the LGBT media anymore, because it's all, he's too gay. He's not gay enough. He's the wrong kind of gay. All I know is life became a lot easier when I started allowing myself to be myself, and I'll let other people write up whether I'm to this or to that. I get that. Which I'm completely behind him on that. Um, But a lot of people in LGBTQ journalism or or outlets were upset with this because it's like attacking gay media. Zach Stafford over at The Advocate. Awesome, awesome dude. He says, Pete Pete says LGBTQ media is to blame for the pieces dissecting whether or not he's, quote, gay enough. However, those two big pieces were in Slate and The New Republic, and, And The New Public. Not LGBTQ media, so it's like LGBTQ people aren't saying this about him. Straight people are saying this about him. So like, I know that this is a major problem in uh, LGBTQ outlets in media, including here, right? Um, but like, I know for different magazines and things like that, it's difficult to get uh, LGBTQ celebrities to come and do LGBTQ media because they don't want to be on the cover of a magazine because they don't feel like they need to do that. They don't necessarily are they're they're less interested in doing this. And this is something that I talk um, with my friends in LGBTQ outlets all the time about.
1: So they they want to be out and proud, but they also don't want to be the guy on the float.
2: Well, They don't, don't want to like be they, like,
1: hello, I'm the... They don't
2: need it. They, so like they can go and be with bigger, more mainstream outlets and don't have to come to places like this.
1: Yeah, but also Pete Buttigieg isn't doing so great with LGBT. He's doing great with rich gay men.
2: Well, right, but like LGBT is seen as such a small section of the... Of the Uh, electorate, that's not a high priority for him. He needs to get more black voters. He needs to get more um, people in the Midwest and stuff like that. So, like, him doing LGBTQ media is low priority for him. We were trying to book someone on this show that we talked about recently for doing a documentary. um, And, like, you know, we're LGBTQ media. So, like, sometimes people are really excited to come on. And sometimes people you know marginalize us even if they're talking about marginalization in a documentary that they did so it's it's frustrating um so i i get what he's saying but i think his his anger is misguided
1: well maybe we just aren't gay enough
2: or we're too gay or we're too gay or maybe we're too masculine presenting i think i know i am well you said that (laughs) not me we'll take a quick break we'll drop the subject after this
0: drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q Drop the subject. The new channel Q.
2: So, on the streets of cities across the world, students are leaving class and crowding the streets in protest. To raise awareness about climate change, what's interesting here is it's not even just students, but there are 4,638 events slated to take place across 139 countries today. That's pretty ex- extraordinary.
1: Yeah, and you know, I see pictures of all these people flooding the streets of New York City, and I'm like, man, they are braving the smog. Just to get out there and say, I shouldn't have to brave the smog. I'd like you to clean up the air, please.
2: From CNN, it says, young people worldwide are joining marches and climate strikes today. Organizers include student groups and teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg, who's here. I believe she's here from Sweden. Um, But there's also labor and humanitarian groups, environmental organizations, and company employees are also participating. Again, almost 4,700 different events happening around the country. Uh, Looking at some of the signs that people have out there, you can't climb over, you, you can't comb over over climate change with, with the earth and like donald trump's hair on top and of it there's no planet b there, oh that's good ones? i haven't seen that
1: there's uh, also a really really tiny cardboard sign that was like use le- that says use less paper it's like nice. a little tiny baby cardboard sign. i love that that's awesome do you think that protesting and striking is the new i have a doctor's appointment
2: <laughs> no
1: I feel like if we were going to miss work and say, I'm going to a protest, it's so common now that they'd be I, like, I totally understand. You go
2: ahead. I, I think that that might be stretching it a little far out. I, I, I don't think that's how that works. I just think... Do you, Cause you kept, Jarrett's like, never done improv, by the way. <laughs> I, uh, yes, <laughs> haven't and... Haven't you ever noticed? Yes, no. and... No, I haven't. No. no there's no way. That, w- that wasn't a yes, and moment for me. Uh I actually, did take improv. Thank you very much. All Justin. right.
1: Well, maybe you need a refresher well, there, Jared. But, you're tossing but, like, the ball in your court you're and you're like, no, I don't think that's puncturing it, it and throwing it in a corner. No,
2: I think this is a this is an interesting thing though because I feel like if anyone should be upset about climate change, it's definitely the kids who are going to have to live here in this country after we're gone.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I when I was yes and yes yes but. When I was a kid, I cannot imagine... I mean, getting out of class is something I wanted to do all of the time. Of course, who doesn't love that? But there was nothing that I was that passionate about other than like doing musicals and tap dancing (laughs) that I would literally take to the streets for and hold a sign for. And that just goes to show how different the generations are now where there's an 11-year-old saying we need to change the uh, the environment that we live in also to be so passionate about something that seemingly doesn't like... Not that it doesn't have an immediate effect, but it's hard for people to care about something that's going to happen later.
2: I mean, I always think about this when we're we're talking about like debt, the way that we're running up more and more debt every year with the big deficits. Um, when we're watching the glaciers melt away and stuff like that, I'm always thinking about like in 20 years, this this globe is going to look so different. And like these are a lot of things that you can't fix, right? Like you can't just refreeze glaciers. You know, oh, like you can. From what I'm told, you
1: know what? I think that that's going to be something. That's he your suggests. New app? Oh. No, the oh. The president. Um, I think he'll be like,
2: just rephrase him. I mean, I, I'm hoping that someone is trying to figure out some technology to be able to to reverse some of these things. But uh, it's it's crazy to me to think that that kids have to do this. But I think if anyone um, should be out there, I, I think children being a part of this thing, like you're looking at the administration that we have right now and, you know, the decades and decades of, of harm that we've done to the earth, saying to those people like, yeah, this is what you're leaving us behind, um, you know, do something about it. Fix the problem that you created. I think it should be the kids. Absolutely,
1: accessible. and I think that you know it makes me think about when I have kids, what are, what are their going to lives going to be like? Because these the ones that are protesting now, they're what fifth, sixth, sixth grade, high school, some of them. But when I have a baby right now. By the time they're like four, everyone's going to be wearing gas masks. And then I got to wear, like, I got to spend money on baby gas masks. And
2: then you're going to have to put them in improv class.
0: (laughs) I'll do that anyway. (laughs) You know that. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It.
1: We've got the bell right in the middle. It's Friday. We both do news that or lose It headlines this hour. I've got three headlines in front of me. You've got three in front of you. Hit it. And we've got
2: Hit it. Go for bells it. Bells
1: to ding. Here are my Here's my first one. Two people detained at alien festival in desert. <laughs>
2: At Alien fi- Uh Sure. I'm thinking that's an Area 51 thing, maybe. Let's <sighs> I go don't for know.
1: it. Burning Man meets X Files. All right. <laughs> Headline number two Therapists say this is the biggest complaint parents have about their millennial kids. Uh, Sure. Okay. And then finally, Hitler's wife's knickers au- auctioned for this much money. Whose? Hitler's wife's knickers.
2: Yeah, pass. Uh, I will say,
1: though, that once they were purchased, they will most likely end up in the Vagina Museum.
2: Noted. Okay, there's that. Those are my headlines. really good to know. Okay.
1: When Um, I picture the Vagina Museum, that's what I picture.
2: You think of, yeah.
1: Like famous underwear.
2: Yes, and. Uh, These
1: are the (laughs) most. If you do it with disdain in your voice, it also doesn't count.
2: Just to let you know. To be clear, hilarious to me. Um, All right. These are the most fun cities in the U.S. Okay, sure. This wiggly robotic fish could be used as an underwater spy. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. And the word genius.com word of the day, logarea. Logarea? It looks like the word is diarrhea, but they put logo on the front. I think that's a character from Avatar. I can't I can't confirm or deny Mm, All right, we'll hear that too okay (laughs) (coughs) that was a (coughs) whack one yes All right.
1: so we've got two people detained at an alien festival in the desert I've got what therapists say this is the biggest complaint parents receive about their millennial kids (laughs)
2: I've I've got Lagorea the most fun cities in the US that sounds
1: like a disease I've got Lagorea yeah exactly oh it's really Uh,
2: inflamed the most fun cities in the United States and a wiggly robotic fish that might be an underwater spy oh that's next
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q.
2: You want to go first, or should I talk, or what do you want to do? I guess I'll go. I mean, I could do it.
1: Um. Sh- um. Yes, and I, go. But wait, you can no, go. No. I,
2: I'm out. <laughs> We're back on. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop the Subject. <laughs> tap uh, out. Tap out. It's time for news it or lose it.
0: Drop the subject. Presents. News it or lose it.
2: (laughs) So, Allie, have you never done improv? Do you not know how this works? Or oh shoot,
1: are you shading me? We were
2: we were doing a bit, and you just didn't go with it.
1: I did go with it, one (laughs) hundred percent. I wrapped it all up. I put a little bow on it. (laughs) Uh, You want to start? I had an out. Yes. What you got for me? I've got Area Fifty One updates. It
2: is Area Fifty One.
1: Okay. I well, the headline read. I didn't realize that was today. Two people detained at Alien Festival. And I was like, man, Burning Man has really <laughs> dovetailed into something right. that I really don't want to go to. Well, I was what, like, this is Burning Man meets X-Files.
2: When you said that, I was like, I know Burning Man was like two or three weeks ago. Is this like some satellite Burning Man? I mean, that's why I was confused.
1: Yeah. Well, everyone knows that desert festivals are all the rage. So if I you're going to have one that's, el- you know, alien themed. Tell me about it. You just... Basically, take off the flower crowns and replace them with tinfoil, and you've got an alien festival in the desert.
2: And who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> Me as I raise my hand. Me yeah, exactly.
1: me me. I cannot imagine how awful it would be to be around a bunch of like alien conspiracy theorists because as soon as you're sitting there waiting for something they're like, "All right, man, here's what I got to tell you about my UFO thing." Like they always have some story that they want to tell you about like when they saw an alien. We should
2: start inserting ourselves into things like that. We should have had someone out there playing oh, yeah. Channel Q. We should have been doing a live broadcast from Area 51 today. <laughs>
1: Well, here's the latest on Storm Area 51. As of 10:30 a.m., Nevada authorities say about 40 people gathered overnight at Area 51 with plans to storm the gates.
2: Wildly underwhelming numbers, but go on.
1: Yeah, I think that what was the original number was it like two million. It was like
2: it was going to be crazy amounts of people out there. I don't remember, but it wasn't a, a, a huge number.
1: But I would say, percentage-wise, the people who RSVP'd to storm Area 51, the percentage of people that thought they were actually going to go, is probably like 10 percent, if that. If to be
2: fair, yes. People yes. are like,
1: totally. I'm gonna go. I totally is so funny. Go. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the people who are actually driving out there and buying the plane tickets, I mean, those are those are the one percent of crazy who
2: are really committed to it. So. But even if it was one percent, that would have been what twenty thousand. It still would have been more, exactly.
1: So these are the real these are the real go getters of the crazy. So forty of these people they gathered overnight at Area Fifty One with plans to storm the gates (laughs) before leaving peacefully.
2: I want a T shirt that says "Go Getter of Crazy."
1: I'm the go getter of crazy. I'm I'm crazy committed. I'm not lazy crazy. Right,
2: right. So they stormed the gate.
1: They didn't storm the gate. They waited patiently outside the gate and then they left. (laughs) So this is according to the Nye County Sheriff's Office, and they said that the group initially came together outside the Area 51 Alien Center in Amargoza Valley at about 3 a.m. Some of the people went closer to the gates before they left after heated warnings from officers and
2: from laptops
1: and from laptops. See, this is what I, I mentioned this yesterday. This is the only time I ever hear a phone <laughs> ring is when it comes to my stupid computer. Everyone was gone by 5 a.m. They were described as being compliant and peaceful. The gathering occurred about 95 miles from the events that took place near the tiny Nevada towns of Rachel and Heiko after an Internet hoax posted in June invited people to storm the once secret military installation, the focus of popular lore about government studies and extraterrestrial life. So, seems that people gathered... And if you go, there's like a timeline here. This is all on SF Gate. They said that there were at least two people detained, and at one point there was a group of about 75 people, but really only 40 stuck around long enough to be asked by
2: the police to leave. Lord, uh, what so an no, underwhelming no turnout for that Facebook heaven. organizer, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean. Area 51 Storm was probably as successful as Goachella, which I did go to and it was an extreme disappointment. Wait, what? I went to Goachella with Kevin. It was Go-chella? terrible. Goachella? Goat cella.
2: Oh. I, I thought that's what Coachella you said. I thought, for goats. There's no way she said goat cella.
1: And I was one of the 1% crazy that did RSVP and did attend.
2: I bet you that was all your folks, none of mine.
0: <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel cube. Drop the subject. The new Channel
1: Q. All right, Allie Johnson and Jared Hill here with you. We're getting through News It or Lose It. And story number two on my end is the one, the biggest thing therapists say parents complain about their millennial kids.
2: And I'm guessing it has something to do with like electronics or phones or, no. like, or social media.
1: No, it has nothing to do with any of those things.
2: Maybe short attention spans?
1: It's the fact that they won't eat cereal.
2: No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, I was like, what? Yes, and.
1: (laughs) The number one thing that at least this therapist in the article says uh, parents complain about, and this therapist says, you know, when I became a therapist, I never expected that 90% of my clients would be millennials, and the other 10% would be parents of millennials complaining Mm. about their millennial kids. But the number one thing that they complain about is that they will not move out of the house and cannot be financially independent. Oh.
2: And they're like, "All
1: right, my daughter is coming home for the summer and staying with us again, even though she's kind of <laughs> an adult now, and I just worry that they're never going to be able to yeah. support themselves financially." And so that's kind of that's kind of it. And the therapist says, "You know, money yeah, can be part of the problem because millennials are in a lot of debt. They have a lot of college debt. They are not doing as well financially as other Generation, so it's hard for them to thrust themselves into adulthood. So it's
2: interesting because we—I mentioned this, I think, earlier this week. There was a headline that said, "Can millennials survive another recession?" Right, and it makes me think about this story specifically because if there is another recession, it's going to have a devastating impact on this generation, where we've already, you know, seen the effects of this generation going through the through a, uh, a recession where. People are living at home longer. They had a hard time finding jobs. And that affects you long term with marriage, with relationships, with homeownership, with, you know, your career trajectory and all that kind of stuff. But it also then hurts the next generation. Right. So like the younger kids who are now in high school and college uh, that will be coming into the workforce in another recession. That hurts now two generations.
1: It's the worst trickle effect ever. Absolutely. And the therapist does say, though, that parents contribute to their not-financial independence because they help them out. They continue to help them out, especially with things like the Varsity Blues and the Collins college admission scandal. Well, I don't, where
2: I don't know if it's enabling if, like, the kid, the the generation, like, you know, got kicked in the stomach by the economy that the parents created. You know yeah, that's the true, but then a lot created. of people
1: gain independence by getting kind of thrown out on you know like yeah. into the deep end and I mean, being like alright fig- you gotta figure it out when I graduated college I had no money I was completely broke and my parents said your graduation present is that we're gonna l- pay for you for a place to live for three months Yeah, At th- after three months you then, are on your own
2: you know you can go either direction I guess Yeah, I, I, I don't know that if there's a right answer or not but
1: I mean I'm okay. just saying if you have things that are handed to you a lot then you'll expect handouts
2: yes there's an entitlement um, slash uh, enabling kind of argument to that I guess you, I could see both sides of that one. Um, okay, so the most fun cities in the United States, these rankings come from uh, the folks over at Wallet Hub, which I think we were talking about Wallet Hub again yesterday. Uh, the rankings are based on 66 mat- metrics across three categories: entertainment and recreation, nightlife and parties, and costs. Can you imagine what it's, they said was the most fun city in America? Uh, I'm gonna when go. you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, duh.
1: I'm going to go with. Boise, Idaho.
2: That's actually number two. Stop it. I'm lying. It's not number two, and it's also not number one. It's New York. It's Las Vegas.
1: Oh well, yeah,
2: uh, right. See? But that's
1: also can be the saddest place on earth. It, that's what's so beautiful about Las Vegas is that it has both ends of the spectrum right well, there on
2: one strip. One of the metrics isn't like how you felt about it when you left. <laughs> so yeah. you know, but uh, number one is Las Vegas. Actually, uh, we were I was in Las Vegas this morning on the air with Jay and Michaela, who are there for the Life Is Beautiful Pool Party um, series, where you can uh, attend this weekend with all the great artists that we have participating. This was not a commercial for that, but it kind of worked out. You can go to WeAreChannelQ.com for more information. Wow. Uh, number two, Orlando. Number three, New York. Number Wait, number
1: f- f- two is Orlando. Well, think
2: about all of the theme parks that are there. Are and there all that the nightlife. Are oh, there yeah. that many? There's a Universal Studios. There's Disney World. There's a SeaWorld. There's like there's like a lot of theme there's parks. There's so many there. worlds. There's a lot of worlds. Um New York was number three. Miami, number four, number five is Chicago. LA comes in at number ten. Well, I
1: do think that LA is even though it, there's a lot going on, there's not necessarily a ton to do.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, well, I don't know. But I mean, you know what?
1: We do have the La Brea tar pits, <laughs> so I stand corrected.
2: Which I did a story on it. They're completely remodeling They're the revamping La, Brea tar, La Brea tar pits, yeah. The
1: pits of tar.
2: The pits of tar. Okay. It's important. So the wiggly robotic fish that could be used as an underwater spy. First of all, it has an awesome name. Um, I'm, again, this is an article that I'm like, just read what they wrote. It says, "Oh, this guy, don't mind him. He's just a normal fish, blending in with his normal fish friends. He's definitely not a robotic yellow tin tuna, yellow fin tuna, yellow
1: tin tuna, <laughs>
2: yellow fin tuna I love designed it. to mimic unique swimming movements. The creation of TunaBot was led by a team from the University of Virginia, and the little wiggly guy could help us learn more about the mechanics of fish." and also other things that have to do um, with... Ha- was that me making... Oh, that's the CNN.com website. Um, I thought he was playing music to get us out of here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the wig- little wiggly guy could help us learn more about the mechanics of fish movement if all goes well. But also, TunaBots could be used for things like underwater surveillance. And it's a cool little fish-looking thing here. Um, and they're apparently like developing this to be able to study things underwater.
1: All right. TunaBot, for example, just want to let you know. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Secondly, because we were really into the fish. What happens when a real fish falls
2: in love with tuna bot? I guess the better question is what happens when a bigger fish eats tuna bot
1: right we then get to see
2: we get to learn about the insides of a shark
1: I don't think giant tuna I, I mean, I don't think yeah, shark or a bigger fish that's gonna eat tuna bot can digest bot parts, tuna bot parts. yeah,
2: they'll just uh, drop it out. Yeah. They're going to drop the subject. They're
1: going to drop the subject, and the subject is TunaBot. I think that TunaBot is not going to survive in the sea for very long.
2: I'll be curious to see what happens for the TunaBot.
1: You know, people love those live webcams. Where it's like bears eating salmon and crap like that. I, I would love to see tuna bot cam.
2: I was literally looking on CNN.com this morning um, at some stories and like a video of a uh, of uh, a sea lion just spinning around in the water it was like live video. Oh, sounds great. Uh, it was on one of the news websites and I was like, oh Lord Jesus, is this what people are doing? But yes, yeah. 100%. That sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the word of the day Logorea, L O L-O-G-O- G O. R-R-H-E-A. Looks like diarrhea with logo at the top. It's a noun. You want to guess? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You've been waiting to do that, haven't you? Yes. Um, (laughs) You you know one of those (laughs) words is
1: macadana.
2: (laughs) Not exactly that.
1: Uh, I think it's a catchy dance that people do at weddings. That's my guess.
2: Justin? Same. And yeah, you think it's he a catchy dance. Same. Um Lagarrea, is uncontrollable talkativeness. <laughs> a tendency toward overly complex wordiness in speech and okay. writing. So, Lagarea is just
1: a rambling idiot.
2: Well, it's funny. because so it's Joe example- Biden
1: basically. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh, the example is, his speech started out strong, but devolved into incoherent Lagarea that was hard to follow. I hope I'm saying this word right.
1: I don't think it matters.
2: Wait, I think that you're saying that it, it great. I, I also it.
1: picture myself at a bar being like, what's on tap? Oh, I'll take the Lagarea.
2: Thanks. <laughs> Lageria Lageria yeah. Lageria Lageria That woman a
1: lot. Why did that woman have to I sound so sexy I learned that uh, this, is is <laughs> <difference>. <laughs> this, this is Lageria This was
0: the board area And I was one of the guards This is Joe and Biden And they weren't allowed to, It was a three meter board <laughs> And you fell off sideways You landed on the damn uh, The darn cement Over there <laughs> This And Corn Pop was a bad dude <laughs> And he ran a bunch of bad boys and i did and back in those days you show how things have changed one of the things you had to use if you use pomade in your hair you had to wear a bathing cap drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop
1: the subject
0: the new channel q
1: all right someone is upset with me nothing new but it's worth addressing here on Drop the Subject, on the new Channel Q. We are a new station, after all. And we cherish every new listener that we have. So when we piss people off, which inevitably is going to happen... Usually you. Because I log a rail a little too much sometimes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, sometimes things can be taken out of context or taken too seriously when I say something in jest. And now Diana's upset.
2: So... Diana emailed us um, about a conversation we were having earlier, and this is what she said. I was just listening to your station, which I normally quite enjoy. However there was a section at 1230 today which higher paid jobs were discussed. That was when we were talking about the, the um, top 10 jobs in the country.
1: Yeah, she's got a time code.
2: She Well, she was paying attention. Um, it says one in particular was a physician assistant, which was mocked as being paid for merely taking blood pressure. Ridiculous, she says in all capital letters. Your staff should have more education regarding what they are speaking about. I was so offended. As a nurse practitioner, physician assist assistants are also mid-level practitioners. We handle patient caseloads, prescribe medications, and in certain states can even have our own practice. I was appalled at how the position was described as limited education and unworthy. I can't describe how this wh- how this projected. Uh, excuse me I can't describe how this was projected and how listeners now have a false representation of physician's assistants please educate your staff so I want to replay what Allie said what Allie and I were talking about and then
1: I don't believe I ever said that they were unworthy
2: we're gonna gonna play it again and then uh, we'll talk about on the other side so physician's assistants make how much
1: they make 113 almost 114 grand a year Wow, okay. And this is great because you don't have to go through all that extra schooling to become a doctor. Right. And you can just be like, I'm, an, ass- yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm an assistant. Okay. I'm just going to like take your blood pressure and then cash in. <laughs> okay. This was... oh, Okay. This was obviously not said in 100% seriousness. I was exaggerating, as I always do.
2: I mean, you were trying to make it sound like it was a lottery position.
1: I was trying to make it like, oh, you know, this is so great. You don't have to go to school, really. You can just... Just take blood pressure and cash in. That is obviously, I mean, I I guess it was not obvious, but most of the time I am joking about that stuff or heightening the circumstances to make I don't know some kind of a funny point. In all seriousness, I actually am really good friends with several physicians' assistants and I know that a lot of work goes into oh, it. Oh
2: that's the I'm not racist. I have black friends. No, except, but I'm I <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you gonna let me just sit oh, here and no, drown?
2: I'm gonna I'm driving the bus. No, I'm kidding.
1: No, and I have been to several doctors that I had horrible experiences with and it was the physician's assistants that actually knew that what they were doing and actually Really helped me and made me feel like I was safe and being listened to and being treated properly. So I, in all seriousness, are not too. saying anything negative about yeah. physician's assistants. Also, they know more than I would ever know about anything and they're saving lives and I'm an idiot on the radio talking about them making money. So let's just also think about that. Well, there we go. I'm sorry Diana.
2: That was not her There's a reason Diana. I'm
1: not on that list.
2: <laughs> what's well, like a good quick break break more Lagarea when we come back more drop the subject after this
0: drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel Q drop the subject the new channel Q welcome back
2: Allie. it's about that time we have been here for two hours which Swim I feel by. like we say this every week yeah. but the the short shows on Friday fly by but um, I think before we go maybe we should cover a couple of things I understand you have some gay news headlines, am I right?
1: I do. You understand that correctly.
2: That's what I'm told in my ear by the producers. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we should we should get to those before we wrap up the show.
1: We should. So let's get into gayest news headlines of the week.
2: <laughs> These score <Ya's
1: queen>. <laughs> Did it say Yasqueen?
2: <laughs> it did. That's new. That's fancy. Let's hear it again. Yasqueen. Perfect.
1: So I'm going to put these four nominees up on our Instagram story at DTS show so you can vote on what the gayest news headline of the week is. Here are your nominees. Headline number one, two women and a magical cat hit the road in the new book. Are you listening?
2: Sounds like three magical cats to me. Go on.
1: Uh, Headline number two, Jude Law's bulge steals the new pope from John Malkovich.
2: I don't even know what just happened. Okay.
1: Okay. Headline number three, Queen Very Annoyed with David Cameron.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: And headline number four, Semen Factory Explodes.
2: I think that's got to be the one. queen. Yes, how do you, how yes. do you even get better than that? Yas,
1: yes, yas. Yes. It is a bull semen factory, but that doesn't matter for Gayest News Headline of the Week. I will put those up. The and fact you, that it's bull
2: semen actually makes it even gayer.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of jokes that we can't make on the air.
2: Because Justin's here. If Emmy were here, she'd let us do it. She totally
1: would. (laughs) Okay. All right. And now, tis time
2: for the happy ending. You know, it's been uh, quite a week. We've had some great shows, we've had um, some highs, some lows. But.
1: I think I almost got fired today.
2: I think you still might get fired today. (laughs) Let's see how Brian feels about your apology. Uh, So, Allie, what's your happy ending?
1: My happy ending is that yes, Storm Area fifty one was a bit of a bust. But in the end, E never spilled the tea. Justin, what's your <laughs> uh, I oh, don't know. I was oh, trying was to come up with ET one for Tunabot.
2: Oh oh okay. ET. <laughs> Why do we just have all these random sounds just, like, readily available? E never had to spill the tea. Yeah, that was great. Um, moving on, Justin. All right, uh, you
1: know what? <laughs> it's a thinker. It is a thinker. Yeah, it's no, a multi-level I mean,
2: joke. Yes, and. Uh, Justin, what's yours?
1: Yes, and I'm moving on. <laughs> yes, and I'm moving Go on. Ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> Justin. Okay, for my
2: happy ending, I'm going to need the name of an angry listener, the name of a popular 90s dance, and a new job for Allie. Oh.
1: Okay. Diana... I already forgot the second one. Macarena, Maca, uh, Lagarena, Lagareya.
2: Sure, we'll go with that.
1: And physician's assistant. Boom. Because that'll be easy. That.
2: <laughs> wow, Allie. My happy I'm ending. Di- <laughs> my happy ending was part of the apology. You were really just awful. Okay. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say I, don't get so mad at me I've, It was a joke
2: My My happy You're ending supposed was supposed to be yes-handing here yes. did you learn anything from the show today? Yes. Didn't you learn Damn. anything? Stop pissing off Diana I'm Diana's not Alright My happy ending was Allie you may have pissed off Physician's assistants from coast to coast <laughs> In today's show Shout out to Diana So sorry yeah. you have to deal with her Shout out to Diana I had literally written already Shout out to Diana <laughs> sorry you have to deal with Allie's crap Not knowing there was gonna be more <laughs> Jesus Diana, I'm sorry. Um, but Allie, look at the bright side. When Brian fires you, uh, we know exactly the field you should go to if you want to make bank. Okay. Because they're making money. They are. They're bringing, raking in the cash.
1: So you had a nice way of putting what I just said.
2: Uh, no, those things are not similar. <laughs> and if you, ha- you know what? Let's get off the air before we'll she says something. I'm drowning. Something else. Help me, tuna <laughs> bot.
1: Help me. All right. We have exciting stuff next week. Uh,
2: We do. We do. Um, We're going to be tasting the new mystery Oreo.
1: We are. And the Emmys will have happened. So our other producer, Emmy, will be nomming while she talks about the noms. So it'll be Emmy noms while Emmy noms. One
2: of my favorite things we do on the show is Emmy nomming the Emmy noms. Um, We've got the Monday Munch Report. We've got Alex Cooper coming in from the new Lifetime movie, uh, Trapped with um, the Alex Cooper story. We've got a whole lot going on next week. So, um, Diana, if you're listening, I'm sorry for Allie. I'm we sorry. love you. I appreciate you listening.
1: I appreciate all physicians assistance. And We
2: hope that you will come back and be here with us next week. And I
1: hope you can appreciate mediocre humor because that's what I was trying to accomplish <sighs> and obviously failed.
2: This is Drop the Subject. We'll see you on Monday. On the, ne-
0: on the next
1: Drop the Subject.
2: Alex Cooper from Trapped, the Alex Cooper story on Lifetime, will be joining us right here in studio.
1: We'll also try the new mystery flavor Oreos on the air for the Monday Munch Report.
2: And our producer Emmy will review the Emmys while eating in our Gold Star segment, Emmy Noms, while Emmy Noms.
1: And now, five seconds of ASMR.
0: Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.